0: On this episode of the Heat Check, we are joined by our favorite coach, Coach Jimmy Patzos, Former Colgate coach, who is also our basketball insider, here to break down the final play-in games. And we've got some doozies here. Paul George apparently isn't playing. He got COVID. As well as give us some insight into this year's crop of rookies and how they played out. This season, so do me a favor, J- Brock, and drop that beat. May break my bones, but sex like what is going on? All right, first and foremost, welcome coach to the show. What are you looking at? You got getting up out of your seat?
1: We love you, know, we do.
0: You've muted yourself. Muted. What's happening?
1: I'm not muted, right? i good there all right let's go we're ready i'm ready hold on
0: all right so where'd you go you went and got a book
1: look i keep lists i keep i use i'll use lindy's sports for college and pro i'll read the new york post i do stuff online but i also keep my own lists like on draft night. So i was running to get my folder we're gonna talk about draft night should we have taken scotty barnes ahead of suggs clearly a good decision
0: yeah, that's like that's a main one. Let's first and foremost talk about these uh, play-in games because I have so many questions about last last draft class. There's so many good like intriguing storylines. But first and foremost, Atlanta Hawks play Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is a two and a half point dog. This is not a betting show. Um, this is, but I just wanted to say what the line was. Um, and you know, here's the interesting thing. Cleveland is going to give it a go, apparently. Jared Allen is going to play, right? And that's, who knows how he's gonna be. You got Bogdan, who's questionable with an ankle sprain. Um, obviously no John Collins, because he has a finger issue as well. What do you think happens? Like, how do you see this, this game, this, you know, winner go home game playing, playing out, especially since Atlanta has only really played well in, in Atlanta?
1: You know, Atlanta has size though with Capella, now Bogdanovich is important because he's great. He's a great, great shooter off the bench. Gallinari gives him some experience, but it's about Trey Young, Herder, and DeAndre Hunter. They're tall. Herder and Herder and Hunter, big guards that can defend. By the way, Herder—that's a steal that they got in the 20s a couple years ago. I was at that combine when he played well day one, shut it down day two. Went to the Hawks because he got a promise. Great move. DeAndre Hunter will always play defense. Because he's a tony bennett guy another good pick took him a year or two some guys like scotty barnes play right away you got mobley on the other side can he score enough can he step it up it's about jared allen jared allen has to play he's been out six weeks with a broken finger you have to try i got three of the plans right trista and i got the hawks one wrong i thought the guards i thought the hornets might come out but gordon Hayward doesn't play what i don't understand i guess i'm gonna go with this it's a one-game survive in advance. A couple years ago, we were all kind of making fun of the play-in. Is it good enough? What's the deal? You know, we're out of the Summer League, you hear about it. And last year was a little quirky, although the Wizards took advantage of it. I think it's brilliant. I actually think whoever thought of it, was I was wrong, they were right. I thought it should be 7-10, 8-9, little play-in that way, blah, blah, blah. Nope. This is a good format. Cleveland gets to go home. They didn't look terrible against the Nets, but and missed too many shots. I saw the Cavs this year against the Wiz. I thought they were going to win the whole championship because it was one of those nights. Okoro, Garland, Ricky Rubio was still playing. Yeah, that was key. and making threes, Jared Allen defending the paint, Mobley free to roam, Kevin Love making threes. They had seven guys with Rubio and Love off the bench. Now they had injuries, they've hit a wall, and Markkinen can't score anymore. They're going home, backs against the wall, chance to survive, go play the Heat, who we all know is a little vulnerable. Probably right. the best team that doesn't have a star is the Heat. So, like, all this comes into play back to we're going to talk about the draft. You got Mobley, and you got Herter, Trey Young, and Hunter. The only person the Hawks missed on in the last three years was Reddish. And, you know, Reddish has some flaws. He doesn't really like basketball that much, in my opinion. Sorry, that's what I think. I don't think he loves the game. But you got Herter, Hunter, and Trey Young. You hit good. Koro's pretty good for the Cavs. Solid Auburn guy. But now they're hitting on Mobley, who's going to get rookie of the year. So, like, it's going to be a fascinating game. Who can take over? Like you said, the Hawks don't play well at home. But they do play defense. And and Nate McMillan has always gotten guys to play D. And they played defense the other night. They locked up the Hornets. Rozier and Ball couldn't score. You know, they just didn't look good. But they didn't have Gordon Hayward. If Jared Allen plays tonight, I think the Cavs can win. They're at home. They're tough. What do the Hawks have? Nate McMillan. They got experience from last year. They've kind of been waiting around. They started slow. But they need Bogdanovich because that guy, A, he's a feisty defender. Yeah, he is. B, he makes jumpers, and he's got experience.
0: Do you think that uh, the injury to Jared Allen, like he should even be playing? Because the thing that's interesting to me is like when Trey played against the Cavs, all these four games that they've played, he's gotten to the line like a crazy amount. I want to say he's gotten to the line like eight to ten times in each of those occurrences. He's scoring on average like 32 and a half points. Like Jared Allen obviously helps them be able to defend without without fouling Trey like I guess, do you think the X factor of of this is all about Jared Allen and how effective
1: he is? I do. I loved him. Uh, I liked him in Texas, but I loved him on the Nets. I saw him, like I said, I do the Wizards pre- and post-game. And back in the day, you could go to the games, you know, before COVID. We'll be back there, too. We've been in the studio the last two years. I saw Jared Allen warming up. I saw how tall and long he was. I saw his attention to detail on defense. He wants to be a – I love his hair. He got a great fro and all that that guy wants to play d he's taking pride he's taking the next step sure he broke his finger and the one game thing i think both him and collins if you can play should play if that's what they because they're missing a little depth at the four yeah hawks and jared allen if he can help look it's just no replacing a guy like jared allen back there trey young when he gets to the line that's one thing when he gets to the paint period good things happen for the hawks but garland's quick enough to stay with him i just think jared allen back there marketings a tall guy, but he doesn't block shots. We'll see Mobley. I liked him. He's a little raw. He's still, he's just not like there yet. He had a great start. He got figured out a little bit. He can play some defense. I love what he did with USC and Andy Enfield. He got him to the Elite Eight. Those days are over. This is the NBA, a surviving advanced game against a Hawks team that's very experienced. But so far the home team has pretty much had their way if jared allen walks out i'm not saying it's willis reed the knicks but he re-motivates that team right Bickerstaff, i say hey man if there's one game you can try to play it's tonight now is it long-term damage i'm not a doctor but it's been six weeks i hope he plays
0: who do you think has the best chance of beating the heat if they uh they win tonight
1: that's a great see you ask good questions this is why you're a world famous journalist
0: Ha-ha! You're a world-famous fluffer is what you are, Coach. No way.
1: Oregon, you got the dog, you got Emma, you got Emma the dog, you got you, you got Quentin, you got Ryan, you're all over the place, Barstool, back to D.C., up to New York. There's a reason you're on the fan, because New York City needs you. Let me tell you this. If John Collins plays, and look, I'm going on what the Hawks did last year. I mean, they beat the Heat. I mean, they beat the Sixers in Game 7. They dismantled the Knicks 4-1, to No problem. All right, that wasn't the best Knicks team in the world, but they were still they still went in there and won, and they beat the Sixers. I mean, I don't care what Ben Simmons did. They still had Amin, Seth Curry, and Tobias Harris. Nate McMillan's got guts. That guy can coach. Now, got to play defense, and I don't think they wanted to play defense in November and December. But just like he did the year before, he brought them in and said it's January. They were hot. They had a really good February. They're tough. I think the Hawks have a better chance. But if Jared Allen was to be healthy, with, like I said, Garland, Okoro. They have the biggest lineup. When, it, when Okoro, yeah. marketing, bowling, They're four
0: no. seven-footers.
1: It's just. But the Heat's resiliency and the, the way the Heat play, I think the Hawks have a better chance. Actually, if I had to, upon reflection, after watching reflection. ten minutes of the Hawks-Hornets game, I couldn't believe I took the Hornets. And I don't want to be saying the same thing tonight. So even though it's not a gambling show, I think the Hawks go in there and find a way to win. And then they give the Heat all they want. How about that? The Heat are gonna get the Hawks, who went to the finals last year, and the Celtics are gonna get the Nets. This is gonna be two compelling first round series I for agree. one and two seeds. Meanwhile, the Bucs are gonna cruise from the three seed against the sleeping bulls that took they ripped Van Winkle did from February on.
0: Yeah, they did. So let's talk uh Clippers now versus the Pelicans. Pelicans went one and twelve to start the year we were we were just throwing massive amounts of shade on them that looked like a tanking team zion of course hasn't played all year despite him doing windmills and in, in practice and pre-game all that stuff and then of course they trade for my guy cj him. love him isn't it true too it appears right looks like he's more of a of a point guard in this system especially with big long wings next to him with bi Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, and, and of course, JV, right? So And then the biggest news is like five minutes ago, we find out that Paul George con- contracted COVID. So he's not going to play tonight. Oh, yeah, this is news to you. This is brand new news to you too. Wow.
1: I didn't know he was not going to play. I was out yeah. getting my little walk-in with my dog and getting a piece of chicken. coming. Paul George,
0: playing. PG-13 is not playing tonight. So it's Norm Powell and the others. I, would,
1: I was betting the Pelicans anyways. Love so it. now
0: the line is probably, let me look and see what it is now. I think it's a pick-em. Uh, one and a half. Yeah, so one and a half. Clippers are at home. The line is still 215 and a half as the total. Um, just a fascinating, fascinating matchup. Just give me how you see this going in terms of, like, matchups.
1: Let's review. Let's review. Yes. Love you and your trailblazers. You're trying so hard. To fail. Meanwhile. After what I've seen from McCollum, you might have traded the wrong guy. A, he's taking a leadership role. If you read, I do this show with Bobby Abreu. Remember the quarterback, Bobby Abreu? Yeah. Who that good guy? I do this New Orleans show with him and Christians. Really good, and they talk a lot about the Pelicans. Yeah, they do some LSU and some other stuff, but it's about Pelicans. Really interesting team. David Griffin's been absent because he doesn't want to take design heat. Ingram's hurt. They're doing the tanking thing. Whatever you say. Valanchunas keeps it together. Ingram is good. Herb Jones is why Alabama won. He is why Alabama won. They whooped Maryland to go to Sweet 16. It wasn't the young guys. It just, it just wasn't, okay? I like Josh Primo. I like those other guys. Herb Jones was the leader in that locker room. He was a tough guy who plays defense. All of a sudden, he picks up. Alvarado, who led Georgia Tech to the ACC title. They came in last this year without him. Last. Josh Pass is a friend of mine. It's not his fault, but Alvarado, New York, tough. Will's Will's Georgia Tech to the NCAA. Well, he's playing well. Jackson Hayes has grown up. I love Valenzunas, but it's all about McCullum. I guess he went to lunch and dinner with all these different guys. Yep. He's spending a lot of time with Willie Green. He's like, I can help more. Remember, he went to Lehigh, so he's a really smart guy. It's basically an Ivy League school, Patriot League. Also,
0: NBPA president CJ McCollum.
1: And the right, see, like this is a bright guy who's like, we're not that far off. Instead of everybody making beignet jokes and fat jokes and all this about Zion, let's get him involved because he shoots 60% from the field. I'm a big Zion guy. You know, he's got to grow up. Sure, maybe his boys are down there and they're hanging out or it's his first year in New Orleans. Hey, I was just there. I didn't do well there either. It's hard. (laughs) A lot of
0: temptations.
1: They got food, beignets, Ruth Chris, drinking at night. I've been there. Beads. Beads. They got everything. Hurricanes. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. What does C.J. McCollum do? Gets with Zion. Now Zion's back on the bench. Like CJ McCollum has brought them together, but I think Trey Murphy was a really good pick. I thought Corey Kispert was a little better than him. He he went to Rice, who's smart. Trey Murphy than Virginia. So Murphy, Alvarado, Jones. There's your young guys. McCollum's your leader. Valentinus is just a really good big. Ingram's super talented, and Jackson Hayes, we know, is growing up. Yeah, that is. And of last course,
0: year. JV has that Toronto blood in him, right? Because he played for the Raptors for a long period of time, and he ended up. he was like one of the leaders when they were trying to build yeah, things. Lowry just, and 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 DeRozan.
1: People yeah, forget and that. which they wanted. it. And by the way, I just. I might take them in a the futures bet next year to like go to the conference finals. This team is like right there and they're gonna get a decent Don't match
0: they feel year. kinda like Memphis a little bit to you was last yes. year?
1: Very Trista, very good. Yes, they do. Who has Desmond Bain, who's tougher than you think, who took you know, John Morant has been fantastic. There's no there's no question there, but all of a sudden, they got Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain and all these other guys that are better than you think. And they got a little family atmosphere, too. Yep. And they throw in Stephen Adams. So it's a mix. You got to have salary cap that works. But you got to have some young guys because they, they're cheaper on the, on the tax. But really, you got to have a guy that can lead. And it's McCollum. McCollum has done a fantastic job. And, I, and I, I've been hearing Dame has been voicing his support, following them, yep. and saying how much they already miss him.
0: Yeah, I heard Dame is going to come up to with the CJ McCollum jersey, just like Patrick Beverly did for uh, Evac Zubak. That's a joke. I don't think so, but like we couldn't have had them both. They were making too much money. Dame's going to get an extension. CJ's making 30, you know, Nurk wants his, and then you're in a bad cap situation. So sometimes you have to just let the birds that you Let's love. Can go we just
1: pay Nurk? Can we play Nurk by the game how many games he plays?
0: We need to get rid of him, Coach. He's got, he's got to go. we, we got Drew Ubik now. We got ubic, a, I so. remember when he
1: was picked in the first round. I didn't know who he was. Comes around. He's always injured.
0: He is. He is. Well, we shut him down this year because we didn't want him winning any games for us. So that was that yeah, wasn't his fault. Anthony Simons
1: is coming around for your trailblazers. Now, there's an interesting draft pick out of IMG. I wish that he went to college. I wish they all went to college for a year. I think a, it helps him. It helps their marketing. It helps them grow up. And, but Simon's showed what he can do this year, but can he do it on a winning team is what you have to ask yourself. Let's
0: pivot now. Cause so your pick is your pick is Pelicans. Pelicans. Let's pivot. Let's hard pivot. Now let's talk about this draft. This last year's draft. A lot of people coach telling, telling me the 2021 draft class might be the best since 1996, 2018 obviously is elite. This court this <laughs> class of course is deeper than that. Um, for you, I mean, we've got just, it's just stacked. You literally can just go through the list and we'll go through some of them. I'm very curious. The first thing that I want where to, the, where the mock separated was the Jalen Suggs, Scotty Barnes pick. Everybody thought Jalen Suggs, kid who's like multi sport athlete from the, you know, the Minneapolis area, best friends with Paige Beckers, blah, blah, blah. Right? a born winner goes to gonzaga stands up on the table when he beats ucla ucla in that game winner that he should have been the one to go to toronto a lot of people thought that was like the very easy safe pick because he's a proven winner and they needed a guard they end up going with scotty barnes instead and i think a lot of people thought that was like pretty befuddling um what did you think about the pick then and then You know, what do you think went wrong with Suggs when he ended up going to Orlando? Was it just like a depth issue with all the guards that they had? Could they have passed on him and gone with someone else? So much going on with those two picks.
1: I've known Suggs since he was 15 because he was on the Under Armour circuit. Competitor, hits game winners. I talked to Mark Few about when he hit the game winner. He does that in practice all the time. Big fan of Suggs, feisty, but he's only 6'3". Barnes is tall. This guy Masai knows what he's doing in Toronto, whether it's Van Fleet, Siakam, all the players they've picked, picking up Kawhi for a year, knowing that was probably all you were going to get out of him. He was right about that, too. This guy Masai is is like, he's got, it's like he's got a little crystal ball. Yeah. Scotty Barnes played for Leonard Hamilton. He basically came off the bench, you know, and waited his turn and stuff like that. Devin Vassell's doing well this year. He did the same thing. I like Leonard Hamilton's guys. Scotty Barnes has always wanted to win. It's always been about the shot, and it actually goes in. It doesn't look great, but it goes in. But his intangibles with Siakam, Van Fleet, guys they have there now, you may not have needed Suggs as much as we thought we did. Brilliant play, and now he's in purgatory because I think the Magic's going to be a while. Even though they have Franz Wagner, who I'm not a huge fan of because when you lose by 30, someone's got to score. The Magic are a long way away. Barnes goes to a winning situation, like Florida State, fills in, doesn't have to be the guy, shows his worth on defense, rebounding, understanding how to play, happy to pass, happy to be a role player, and quietly, he really probably should have been the MVP. Mobley, as we know in our society, got off to such a quick start. Cade came along too, but it's just hard when you lose every game, okay? I like what Cunningham does. He's got to shoot the ball better. Suggs. Broke it hurt his wrist and he's down there in the magic, which is just not a good situation. It's gonna take a couple of years to clean up. And Jalen Green and the Rockets, they were trying to lose. Okay. They were trying to lose. So it leaves Barnes, A, he's a winner. B, he's playing in meaningful games. I really like Duarte too and the Pacers, but they lost. Corey Kispert really didn't play until the end. Like you can go through all who these. What do you guys. think Scotty Barnes
0: could be, coach? Because like I'm the
1: just thing Tayshawn Prince, Tayshawn Prince. My point is because he's really like guys weren't playing in meaningful games and he right. was playing well in meaningful games making a playoff run nobody yeah. wants to play the raptors right now no Sixers chance six has got their hands full so scotty barnes to me answered the bell he did it the whole season he did enough on the on the stats thing but he won and played meaningful minutes i i really if i was voting and waited till the last day of the season He gets it for
0: me. No chance. I mean, that's absolutely true. Like, the thing that's crazy is that everybody was saying that he wasn't a true scorer, but he had 31 points, 17 rebounds on 14 for 21 shooting when they played the Lakers. He had five double doubles since the All Star break. He's
1: averaging 15, right?
0: Averaging 18 on 58% true shooting since the All Star break. And scoring was supposed to be the
1: weakness. So, I that's think was- I say Tayshaun Prince, because we played him in the NCAA, and he looked a little funky with his left-handed shot. And, like, all of a sudden, Larry Brown figured out, hey, that's the last team that won it without a top-ten player, by the way, it was the Pistons. Right. Larry Brown figured out all the things Tayshaun Prince did well. Instead of complaining about what he didn't do well, I feel like the Raptors have done the same thing. Nick Nurse has said, look at all the things this guy does and helps us win and happy to do it. But he can score. Like you said, Tristan. 18 since the All-Star game.
0: What do you think happened with James Booknight? Because everybody was excited really about sticks. him. You always did?
1: No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've known Booknight since he was young. That was, all, that was a joke. He visited Siena when I was there, <laughs> and I was the first scholarship offer he has. James Booknight's a New York kid. He's very talented. He lost to Maryland. Eric Ayala outplayed him in the NCAA. I was there. See, I, go to the, I was going to all the NCAA games. That's when I saw Herb Jones, who, by the way, was a great first pick. First round pick for the Pelicans. Like you got to find guys that can win. Buck Knight got outplayed by Ayala, but he's a nice kid. Steven Cruz was his high school coach, who was on the bench for St. Peter's. See, it's always connected. We love to connect, Tristan.
0: For sure. But, Why do you think he played at all, or play? he didn't I, play? He's got,
1: to, he's got some. Look, first of all, they got other guys. Second of all, I don't. They weren't going to pick him, but he was left on the board. And I heard, I heard conjecture. Yep. That the big boss down there, we all know who that is, said, why is the number six-ranked prospect still on the board? Take And we've all been in those. I've been in the rooms with bosses when I know it's a bad idea, and I go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, boss. Like, that wasn't a great idea. They didn't need that position. They got Rogier and LaMelo. They took him. I think he's got a little growing up to do. Like, he just didn't shoot the ball well against Connecticut. I saw Connecticut twice last year, two years ago. He didn't shoot the ball well. He's got a good pace. His crossover getting to the rim is excellent. But they'll block that shot in the NBA. Yeah. Seven footers. You just said Cleveland has three of them. I think this is a huge offseason. Just like in college, I thought the jump from year one to year two was big. I go to summer league. I want to see book night. Can he grow up? Can he sprint back on D? Is he content to distribute? Remember, New York City guys are a little... Like Alvarado. Like, I love his feistiness. That's what makes him good, but he took four years in college. Like, Booknight wants to go back at guys when they scored. him. I saw this up close in summer league. It doesn't work in the NBA. Like, if Kyle Lowry crosses you up or somebody hits a J in your face, you can't take it personal because they're really great players. I think Booknight is going to be a really interesting one to watch. He was picked 11th for a reason. Some guys saw the flaws. But I will tell you this. I wish the Wizards got him because they need a point guard. Like, I like Corey Kispert. He shoots the ball. He's a good player. But they could have used Booknight because they don't have a point guard. Like, he's gone to a place where they have two point guards. And yeah. I know with most New York kids, it ain't so happy sitting on – they're not real cool with sitting on that bench and <laughs> you know, playing.
0: Another another place that had multiple point guards, multiple guards, and then somehow head-scratchingly took someone that they didn't need was Sacramento and Davion. Um
1: then of oh, course him. he plays hard i gotta give davion mitchell he plays hard now i don't know what they're gonna do with De'Aaron fox and them him and mcbride davion mitchell and mcbride for the knicks were the two guys i saw at summer league that played tremendous defense is that enough i don't know but he really bobby was coaching the team out in uh sacramento in the summer league bobby jackson who played that he reminded him of him like he's really good but the Kings, they sort of can't get out of their own way either, can they, Tristan?
0: No, I don't think. So. I mean, it just feels like same thing with <laughs> Charlotte. You've got you've got disparate um, you know opinions, and then you've got a hierarchy of power, and and then you get guys that like do what the owner wants. Now, now it looks like uh, my man in Charlotte's gonna get clipped, Mitch Kupchak.
1: He, well, I don't think the boss, I don't think Michael Jordan's going to take the blame. Here's the thing. If Gordon Haywood plays, they probably could have won the other night, but he can't stay healthy either. I don't think he's a dog. I don't think it's anything personal. He's just had some injury problems. Book night, you can't waste picks like that. And They didn't need no. and, and when you look at, like, whether it was DeSumo, I love Duarte. They could have had him. Zoddy yeah. Airwaves. Bones Highland, who's an Under Armour guy, has played tremendous. love Bones Highland. Long, rangy, great personality. 23rd pick. Playing for yeah. All these guys that could have helped them and they just took a guy that was ranked higher. I Herb Jones
0: would have been really good for them.
1: Herb Jones would have been great. They could have used the three-man defender. But he see here's the problem, tristan People like Herb Jones is like social security guy because he's a senior in college. Duarte yeah. moved down. Duarte was a better player than Book Knight, but he moved to the Pacers because everyone knew he was 24 or 23. They don't want that, you know. DeSomo had a good year for the Bulls. He moved down because of that. Meanwhile, all he did was win at Illinois. But there is that X factor of he's younger. He's under 20. He moves up five or six slots because he's under 20. Going to be interesting to see. So you did hear Mitch Kupchak's going to get clipped, huh? That's what I
0: heard. Yeah, I heard he was on the chopping block. You know. So we'll have to see uh, how that all comes to fruition. you think that's smart that they – they not only overvalue young guys, but they undervalue old guys in this league?
1: Great question. Depends what you're looking for. You know, Brooklyn took Cam Thomas, who I really like, because he's an unbelievable scorer. I'm not going to pass it. Leading scorer, I would Oak oh They're a winning team. We can be patient on a young guy who can score. The Celtics, Peyton Pritchard finally worked out a little bit for him. Neesmith, Langford, terrible pick. I never liked him from Indiana. Didn't think he had a good skill set. Picking that, picking 12 to 20 is tricky. Picking 20 to 30, I actually think it's easier because you can kind of take a little more of a risk or say we just need a guy to help us win a few games, you know? If the Warriors were picking two years ago in any other spot but two, I don't think they'd take Wiseman. They just didn't want to miss on a 7-1 unicorn. Well, he hasn't been healthy. I'm not sure how much he loves basketball. Good kid. I've met him before. Nice, smart. Speaks Chinese, plays the piano, all that stuff.
0: How can you tell? How can you tell whether somebody likes basketball? Because remember, there were a lot of people who said that about Aunt Edwards as well. And it turns out, like, he's ready for every moment. He shows up when, you know, the lights get the brightest. And he's probably one of the more charismatic guys that we have in in the association.
1: I like Anthony Edwards. He was on our Under Armour circuit. He was in the Curry game, too. And I say that full disclosure. I work for Under Armour. But we also get to see kids at USA Basketball, McDonald's, and and the Curry camp is, is, is not just Under Armour. It's everybody. Chet Holgram, you know, has flourished there. Suggs, competitor. Jalen Green, you know, talented but needed to grow up. You see things. You could tell Wiseman was really smart. I just, sometimes when someone has too many interests off the court. Like, Anthony Edwards loves basketball. All right. I also think Anthony Edwards got the benefit of being picked by Minnesota. Perfect place. You know why? Because it's about as far away from Atlanta as you can be. And for someone that age, we've all been there, I am certainly, I don't want my 18 to 21-year-old years out there publicity-wise, but there was no cameras back then. The drinking age was 18 in D.C. when I went to college. It was chaos mixed with anarchy. And we were, right. you, know, and we were you know, playing ball and GW was good and going to Hoyas games and Maryland games you could go to the bars and all this. Well, they probably have the same access now because of their status. I think it's fantastic Anthony Edwards went to a team that really needed him. They could be patient last year. They weren't going to be any good. Let him make mistakes. This year, what a what a fantastic atmosphere! Love to see him play the Grizzlies. But I always thought Anthony Edwards liked basketball. I just didn't know if the other stuff was a distraction. Like he loved basketball. I just didn't know if the other stuff was a distraction. I was a little disappointed in how poorly he played at Georgia. But in fact, he didn't play poorly. Tom Crean just couldn't get that team together. That's why he's not the coach there anymore. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of factors that go into these young guys.
0: System, situation.
1: System, situation. But, like, you better love basketball in Golden State because the guy running the whole team, Curry, loves basketball. He and on like, top
0: of that, and on top of that, and Edwards probably wouldn't have flourished at Golden State because of the type of sets that they, they want to run. You need to be ready to run these complicated things right away, and you can't get in the way of Curry, too. Like, that's the number one thing. Like, I don't think they wanted to get LaMelo because they said they didn't think LaMelo was going to pick up on the offense as fast. And they didn't want somebody to compete with Curry for touches, which Ant probably would have competed with Curry for touches.
1: And you knew Clay Thompson was coming back.
0: Right.
1: See, I think Wiggins has been a beneficiary of being around Steph Curry's work ethic, love of the game. But Jordan Poole's gotten a lot better. So they didn't need him. They needed a big. They took a risk. Maybe, maybe. Those guys are so big and so talented, if it ever clicks. And maybe Wiseman will click, you know? Maybe just, I just didn't. Here's what I'll say about Wiseman. I watched him 10 weekends, Trista, 10. That's, you know, a rough estimate. He never played a whole weekend. Wow. USA Basketball, Curry Camp, McDonald's, in high school, AAU. He just, he didn't play. Here's how this stuff works. Usually there's a game Friday night, two Saturday, one Sunday practice or this he never played the whole weekend. He never completed one weekend, which made me a little concerned. Cause sometimes you just want to do it for peer pressure. Second of all, you just want to be out there so bad at this level, getting your McDonald's jersey and you know I didn't see it. Anthony Anthony Edwards he wanted to play the big moments. He had a game winner over Nico Mannion who was now in Italy. I mean him and Josh Green couldn't stop the guy and he wanted the ball and this is a Sunday morning meaningless game at AAU. They've already qualified for the playoffs. And Anthony Edwards drops 40. you got to give wow. him that credit. So, that being said, I also think your system thing is correct. It's too bad, though, because LaMelo, I was wrong. I don't get him all right. I didn't think he'd be that good. He is good.
0: Yeah, he is. Were you surprised at how deep this draft ended up being in terms of all the top end talent. Like I know you don't like Franz Wagner, but we have ten rookies that have played over fifty I, I, games. I, I,
1: I give them credit. I just be. I'm, I'm just. What I'm saying on that is, I'm. I'm careful of guys dropping buckets when they're losing by thirty.
0: Right, right, I've right. Seen,
1: you and I have both seen. There's a lot different defense when it's a two point game than when it's a twenty five point game.
0: Yeah. So we've got ten rookies that have played ten games, or that have played over fifty games and average double figures. Do you think that this was like? Kind of stunning how deep it ended up being because it, it was actually considered ahead of the draft a, a slightly weak draft.
1: I always thought Mobley was really good. Um, I liked Trey Man. There were some guys like that that I liked.
0: You've got Zaire Williams, Quentin Grimes, Bones Highland. Zaire Williams
1: coming into the perfect culture. I didn't think Zaire Williams was going to be that good. I did like Trey Murray.
0: Sangoon.
1: Hey, my guy Aaron Wiggins from Maryland's playing well out of. In- Aaron wi- Yeah,
0: Aaron Wiggins is a perfect example. Too. Trey Mann, DeSumu.
1: I will say this though. The NBA is not the old NBA. The starters are the average guys are playing 60, 65 games, not 80 games. Right. So there's room for some rookie stuff. But yeah, they're scoring the ball. If they've had a good run. They've had a good, they've had this has been a good draft class. Like I said, is good. I just happened to, because I work for you guys and cover the NBA, I happen to dig into the Pelicans and there's Trey Murphy who I I wasn't sure on him and, and I was wrong. Chase Hughes was right he wanted Trey Murphy for the Wizards it was close. He's got a big upside, he's long he made a big tough basket the other night it's been a lot of different guys with talent and they can score the ball. I do want to see how it shakes out and it's interesting that Knight's the biggest disappointment. We'll see if he can bounce back. Bones Highland He's had a few issues up and down, but he's in a team with Jokic, solid coaching staff. Conley's the president. Booth's the GM. Like, they're very organized. They can put up with some of Bones' and stuff. He's got Will Barton. When they get Murray back and all that, it's going to be interesting. But Bones Highland got to go to a winning situation, Scotty Barnes' winning situation. The Cade the Cunningham one was the most interesting. I just didn't see him play that well. They lost to the Wizards both times. One time he played terrible. One time he played pretty good. I don't know if he has enough to turn that one around. You know, it's funny because I want to see if Suggs can turn it around. The magic with his competitiveness because he's so tough. I'm not down on Wagner. I just he's just sometimes. I said it before. He didn't make big shots at Michigan. Um, I want to see how that goes. But him
0: being related to Mo, him being related to Mo did not help him either.
1: Mo's kind of a feisty, dirty guy, but he's hung around the league. And now they're on the same team. But you're right, because he's a very different player. You're right.
0: Yeah. Like, you see Mo and you're like, oh, it's another Wagner. Like, don't take him in the top 15. Like, he's like a second-round guy. And he ended up being obviously, like, had a bunch of triple-doubles, like, really helping this team stay in it at least. Um, You know, who do you think is not being talked about enough that ends up being – in the long run, like shockingly elite, because I like the upside of Shangoon. I really like the upside of Herb Jones. Like he impacts winning defensively in ways that we haven't seen in a long time. He had like in 15 seconds, he had what like two steals a block and he got caused a foul, like 15 seconds in that playing game. I also really like Kaminga. A lot of people like him. How about Reed maybe? Kaminga's
1: athletic, but. First of all, I want to talk about my guy Desmond Bain from two years ago. Another 24-year-old from TCU no one would take. He looks like he can play running back tomorrow for the Ravens. He's a guy that's not only taken the first step, he's taken the second step, was a leader in Summer League. I want to see Josh Giddy take the next step. They're not built the same. I think Josh Giddy's really good. Before he got hurt, he's like a triple-double machine where he's close to it. He's really good. I think he's got a little bit more savvy to his game. I really like Josh Giddy. He's a good. I'm careful of that Rockets team. Jalen Green and them, they were taking some bad shots. Yeah, they were. Look, they're in it for the long run. We all know that. Them and the Magic. I actually like the Thunder's plan better. Like, sometimes certain guys take a lot of shots and then they're out and they let the second team. Eric is a friend of mine, playing at VCU five years in the league, assistant coach. Like, the Thunder could make a quick jump. Josh Giddy's a guy I think. I don't wanna go crazy here because it's a Friday. It's happy Easter and I'm gonna go have a good Friday beer right after this podcast. But I will tell you this, my friend. In three years, when they remock this draft, Trista, don't be surprised if he's the number one pick.
0: Wow. Yeah, his court vision is insane. <laughs> I'm telling
1: you, he's a little donchicky without the bit his builds to, like in three years, everyone might be saying, Why didn't we take that guy?
0: No doubt. Who who finally is in your all rookie team? Because remember, Bill Simmons was just like you, hating on Jalen Green because he doesn't impact winning. Same situation, then, I ha- you'd have to say with Franz Wagner. So who's your on your
1: on your all-rookie team? Like I said, I'm putting Josh Gideon because I just said it. The Mobley yes. thing's really easy. The Mobley thing's just because of, I mean, he really did impact. You know, it's funny. I talk about all my old stories of USA basketball and all that, but it's interesting to see kids in different settings, and Mobley's just tremendously talented. He's never been like an alpha dog. Suggs is. Suggs ran those teams, you know, and he was like the guy and all that stuff. Chet Holgram actually has a little more of that. He, Mobley, very content. He was thrust into the spotlight. He handled it pretty well. But him and Scotty Barnes clearly have had the most smooth seasons for winning teams. I'm putting Josh Giddy. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Herb Jones because they're in it. I'm gonna put throw him in there. And because I'm not a Wagner fan, so I can't I can't do that. And as much as I want Cade, and I do, I'm going to go with my guy, DeSumo. So my team would be, my starting team would be DeSumo, Giddy at the point, DeSumo at the two, Herb Jones at the three, Scotty Barnes at the four, and Mobley at the five. Would be my rookie team to play any other rookie team you want.
0: Yeah, and I love all those guys because they've all impacted winning
1: back impacted winning. They stayed a little longer, some of them, whatever. I just, I just, DeSumo, maybe it's me because he came down to the Maryland-Illinois game and his jersey was retired after three years and he was like a kid on the bench. Yet he talked about how lucky he was to be a bull. I travel a lot. And I read a lot of papers when I travel. And you go through Chicago a lot, Trista. So I get a lot of bulls either watching, picking up the newspaper, or listening to people. He's handled it really well. He helped them. You know, they were they were really off to a hot start, the bulls. They, they ran out of gas. With no ball, but so I'm gonna go that. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Sumo at the two, Herbert at the three, Giddy at the one, Barnes at the four, Moby at the five, and I'll play any team you want. I'll, you can you can have your you can have your guys. You can have the other Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and those dudes. I'll take my team.
0: I like that. Thank you so much for coming on, Coach. Catch him at at Coach Patsos on Twitter and on all of the Odyssey stations around the country. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday to talk about the first weekend of the NBA playoffs. Please follow the Heat Check to keep up with everything happening in this league. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell all your friends. That includes you, too, Coach. Every damn one of them. Please follow us at, at @thisheatcheck and at Trista Crick on TikTok. That's also you, Coach, as well. Thanks so much.
1: This